Good morning, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Good Vibes Club. Today, I've got Haley on with me, who is the perfect person to talk to you about all things self-love, finding who you are, and just learning to be your own best friend. So we've had a really nice, honest, open chat about everything involved and how we've both found happiness in who we are. And I think you're really going to like this episode. It's one that's really resonated with me and people around me recently. And I just think you're honestly going to love it. So without further ado, I'm going to get into the episode and share with you all the good stuff about learning to be your own best friend. Welcome to the Good Vibes Club, a normal girl's guide to living your best life and being the best version of yourself. Whether you're listening on your commute, out on a hot girl walk or curled up on your sofa, open your mind and get ready to feel those good vibes. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of the Good Vibes Club. Today I am joined with the lovely Hayley. Hello. Who is? is? <laughs> do you want me to intro you or do you want to intro yourself? You said you're all No, you intro me because I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> introductions are so hard it's like when you go into a room and they're like so can everyone just introduce themselves say where they're from and you're like you know what uh, actually put me put me in a room full of people i'm fine but for some reason i just can't like big myself up which i feel like is probably something we'll talk about today i'm sure but it's fine Oh, I'm exactly the same, but I'll sum you up. So thank you. <laughs> Haley is a lifestyle creator. So in the same space, also an influencer, not that we love that word. Um, and you focus a lot more on like making a safe little corner of the internet, I'd say. So yours is very like internet sure. big sister vibes, very like chatty stories, a bit of cat content, a bit of fashion content, like a little, I'd say you're a little bit of everything. <laughs> They'll be sick of me talking as much as I do. <laughs> no but I think it's good because I think not enough people online actually like chat you know like podcasts I want people yes, to feel like they know me does that make sense like I, I want people to feel like they can they can talk to me in and any feel way. like they're your and friend I, in real life yeah but like not in a weird parasocial way but in like a like a like a supportive way <laughs> <laughs> no but that's, that's a good a thing because I think that you need we need people online who are like that because there's so many people who I, I call them like the faceless accounts because it's like yeah. you see their pictures and it's like outfits or whatever but there's no like human behind the images as much sure. like it's just very picturey. when I was younger as well because I've I mean god I've been it's funny because I've been doing this for like 10 years now because I started when I was 15 which is insane oh my god mad yeah so I I was on the internet back in the dark days when like they, there was no body positivity Me everything too. was dark it was awful it was scarring <laughs> it was bad so I feel like I've always wanted to make a platform that I would have loved to have when I was younger because I think obviously yeah there's so much to intake from the internet when you're following everybody you have to be really careful but back then I feel like it was not great <laughs> and I yeah, kind of it was just, very I strange a little bit then. of that it was an odd time it was an odd time it really was but you're now almost being like the person that you wish your younger self had had to be that person for sure. people right yeah but I feel like I also I'm trying to just do that in general as well for myself and everyone else it's a nice it's, mm -hmm. it's healing I find it very healing I personally it's which nice. is the perfect way to lead into what this episode's about mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you're a you pro you would have thought we were professionals <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> today's episode as, uh, as you've lovely summed up there um, we're going to be talking all about learning to be your own best friend so we kind of brainstormed what we wanted this episode to be and we said that it would be really good to talk about like being your own best friend understanding who you are the journey to self-love and how it's a long road and it isn't always a linear road but it's really mm. interesting when you start to like discover these things about yourself and find inner happiness embrace who you are and like the good vibes club intro says live your best life love that 
<laughs> love it <laughs> so before we get into the whole episode i need you to tell me your good vibe of the week my good vibe of the week starts as a bad vibe but it ends okay my granddad was in hospital but now he's doing a lot better so that's my good vibe my good vibe is which is amazing is healthy and he's going and he's doing well so we love that for him <laughs> and for me and my whole family him. to be honest so yeah that's and my hopefully good vibe he of the keeps week. getting better as well absolutely and then he's and fine. the sun is shining so he'll be really happy about that that's my granddad's good vibe of the week is that it's sunny and his plants will be thriving <laughs> his plants will be <laughs> as long as his plants are thriving why do i relate so hard to your granddad (laughs) we love him that can be my good vibe (laughs) of the week i've just um me and james have started a vegetable garden on our balcony and our tomato plants have finally been potted i feel like they've grown just big enough solid start they're they're a good one to start with I uh, oh, no. <laughs> got lucky. I um I ended up sat on the train next to this old couple a couple of weeks ago coming back from London and um the old man was like, "Oh, I've got an allotment and that's where I spend my weekends." Oh. And I was like, "Hmm, let me pick your brain." And he was like literally telling me how to grow tomatoes. Gave you like some tomato seeds or oh, something I wish. that's where I thought that was going. I've grown these from saplings. <laughs> Take these. No, he them. was like he literally told me how to grow them he was like don't feed them from the top he was like you no he said you feed them from the top but water from underneath he was like don't water from above like get a this like you have to get like a bottom feeding okay like so you like put it on like a tray or something yeah you put it on like a little dish and then it's got holes in the bottom so it like feeds from the bottom and stuff very boring (laughs) granddad vibes but like he really helped me so that was a good vibe and now we've plotted the little tomatoes that's really i wonder how it would have gone if i didn't have this old man's advice (laughs) You'd have been watering from the top and it would have all gone wrong. <laughs> They'd have been like waterlogged little pathetic seeds that never got anywhere. <laughs> like, what is this? <laughs> but anyway, enough of my tomato plants. Um, <laughs> should we get into the episode? Sure. Absolutely. Because this fine. was your Let's idea, go. this episode. You were the one who really it wanted was. to like, just, this was your topic. So I'm going to mm-hmm. let you take the floor. Oh, okay. So I thought a best way to start would be to ask each of us what we think the most important thing is to find in yourself to then be your own best friend so what do you think is the number one priority for you and then i'll go you go the first. number one priority to like start yeah. your self-love journey like what yeah what do you think is the most important for you with your journey um i Big think question there's so many parts of it and i think mine kind of overlaps with yours as well because we've already kind of touched on it so i'll let you have that part but um i think a big part of it is as cliche as it sounds like finding inner happiness and like realizing that happiness Mm. doesn't necessarily like it can be enhanced by outside things but happiness ultimately comes from the inside like you need to be so happy in who you are and what you're about the, mm-hmm. the external adds to that but it doesn't become your happiness does that make sense yes. so like yeah, you can have a no, boyfriend and you can have friends and you can have like a book that makes you really happy but those things can't be like the be all and end all of what makes you happy you need to have that it's happiness it's like not putting all your eggs too. in one basket isn't it yeah yeah mm-hmm. sprinkle those eggs around the garden let them grow <laughs> chuck them in the field throw have some little around. chicks running around yeah just don't recommend throwing them. them that might not be the best idea you might lose the eggs <laughs> <laughs> the metaphorical eggs we can lob, but not the real eggs. We Don't can let our chicks grow eggs. in various gardens. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say yours is? Like your big mine, key thing? I, I feel like mine is, is a similar thing, so then we can kind of talk about it in more depth. But mm-hmm. I would say that mine is by far, like the biggest, like the foundation, the biggest foundation I have made for my own journey is understanding 
why I am the way I am, which sounds really like deep, but more so like if I can understand why I feel certain ways or why I react certain ways, which a lot of it in part has come from me going to therapy, which we can talk about later and chat on about that kind of thing. But to be my own best friend, I have had to become empathetic towards myself, which is what I expect from my friends and what I give to my friends. Um, Like I am, I've always liked being the person that my friends will come to for advice. That's something I value very much. And I would like to hope I give half decent advice if I don't, that's really broken. But I want that for myself because I've realized for a really long time, I wasn't, like you were saying, I'm, if I'm the big sister of the internet, I was never the big sister to myself. And I think that was the thing yeah. that I really had to switch up. And then I could actually start being much nicer to myself, which just made the world a difference. It really did. Like filling up everyone else's cup before you filled your own kind of oh thing. Oh my God. Honestly, my therapist used to laugh at me. <laughs> she was like, what are you doing? You give <laughs> you everyone else advice, yourself. but you're not looking after yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's been a really big change in the past, I would say two years. It's been a really big change for me. And that was the most important. It was becoming kinder to myself, both in a physical sense, like looking in the mirror. There's a really nice interview with um, Emma Thompson where she talks about how you should just stare at yourself in the mirror and she's like it's really scary at first and it doesn't it almost doesn't feel natural but like just to become accustomed with yourself because your body keeps you alive your body keeps you functioning mm-hmm. it allows you to go about your everyday and a lot of people shy away from that but so it's for me it's been finding that physical understanding but also a lot of mental and emotional understanding or at least that's that's my yeah. two cents on that I think that's my my most important journey has been than that the whole thing i think starts from within though like everything to do with body confidence self-love like every part of being starts from inside like everything comes from your brain like you have to be so okay with the internal Mm -hmm. and then it kind of the external follows does that make sense Mm -hmm. so like body confidence is like you can say you're body confident but no amount of gym sessions or diets or like nothing is gonna make you feel confident unless you are changing the internals like everything starts in the internals yeah because your your look your outlook on stuff will not be right like if you're feeling really really down in your headspace you will naturally subconsciously have a negative view on a lot of things and that will also then spread to looking at yourself in the mirror how you're going about your day your productiveness and also it's 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 hard not to kind of berate yourself i used to struggle with that quite a lot where i'd be like oh well i'm not doing enough therefore it's not mm-hmm. good enough or like oh i'm not being productive enough on this day therefore i have to do some self-loathing to make up for mm-hmm. it you know or uh if when i used to go to the gym I, i'm trying to get into a healthy routine with it because i had i would say an unhealthy relationship with the gym when i was in my teens so that's been kind of a learning and healing experience but it's I'd go and I'd be like oh I've not done enough and it doesn't matter how much you've done actually it's just that you've tried something even if it's like mm-hmm. going and literally going like especially on the self-love journey even if it's just going into the bathroom and looking at yourself in the mirror for five minutes and just being like I like how my hair looks today or I like yeah. my eyes look pretty today or I you know just anything and just saying one nice thing and walking out the room like it's, it's, it's so that, hard though enough. isn't it it's so difficult especially it's so on difficult. those days where you're kind of like like I think that you probably still get them as well but I feel like there's always those days where you go and you do that and then you're like I'm going to be really nice and then you'll look in the mirror and be like 
no <laughs> my eyebrows yeah. look crap like I don't like the way my hair looks today or that little yeah. bit of like a roll that's hanging over my jeans which is normal and then you kind of think oh well that, that I need to lose weight or or maybe like this and it's they're so, so it's so good, hard yeah I'd say it's way easier to be negative than it is to be positive in every you aspect also forget of life. the positive stuff too that's mm-hmm. the funny thing so like if you had one day in the week where you really just one of those great days where your hair looks great you've happened to have picked an outfit that you feel good in you've just you've got a, a like a, a pep in your step and you're feeling good and then you've had say you had three bad days that week you get to the end of the week and you'd be like ah it was awful and you'd forget yeah. that you actually did have one week where it felt like a little victory and it felt like a good day but you forget them like, like a 95 percent positive day and then one little thing happens yeah like, well the whole day's I, gone <laughs> i'm really bad at that sometimes and my boyfriend josh will attest to this like we'll be having a great day and something will happen and i'll be like well that's friggin it's all gone the day's gone it's the worst <laughs> i do exactly the same it's difficult though i think sometimes when i don't know if it depends how you are when you're younger too but if you're kind of used to needing everything to be okay and needing everything to be kind of it's it feels safer when everybody's happy so mm-hmm. sometimes when you have something small that throws you you can be like oh everything's bad everything's bad <laughs> run away run away from this everything's bad i don't want anything to do with this but actually it's fine and it's like training your brain to be like no actually it's good and that's very difficult and like i've been working on that for years and that's still something i struggle with so i think it's very natural and also definitely a journey it is a journey but a journey like by definition has like ups and downs so it's also Mm -hmm. accepting that just because you've had a bad day doesn't mean you're not making progress it just means you've had a bad day and you move on yeah you've had a bad day not a bad year (laughs) yeah and that but that is it and it's just kind of getting over that and just being like it's just a day like it's a small thing it's not the end of the world you've had a great week in all other ways or listing other things that actually make you happy it's but it is it's harder said than done for sure (laughs) oh my god so much did you have like a so like obviously you said you're in therapy for this and like we've both mm-hmm. said we've had like journeys of the whole thing would you say yeah. there was like a moment where you were sat and you were like oh my god i really don't love myself and this is a problem so or like where you realized that it was something you needed to work on yeah so for, for me it was 2021 was when i started going to therapy it would have probably been around the start of the year i'd just been i'd spent pretty much the majority of the year before in covid living alone it was pretty intense <laughs> um i big self-discovery kind of time though big self-discovery time which was good but i'd realized i've got to be honest it was when i started my relationship with josh and i realized that i was just terrified all the time and i had anxiety over so many things and it wasn't by being in the relationship that had given me anxiety it was a lot of past stuff mm-hmm. and there was a point where the first time was when I would stop wanting to shower because I didn't want to stand alone in the shower with my own head <laughs> so like I'd constantly need to be distracted I'd be listening to music and uh, granted I was still living alone at this time and so that was kind of difficult to navigate but I would watch myself where I wouldn't want to stand in the shower with nothing no music no podcast and i was like oh, okay i'm avoiding a very basic human need here <laughs> like showering yeah. and, and that's why you know when you speak to people with anxiety and depression and all kinds of different things basic human upkeep is incredibly difficult and that is something that if you can keep tabs on and even now if i'm having an, an anxious week i won't want to wash my hair i won't want to go and do that extra step for myself 
so for me that was the first thing i literally didn't want to get in the shower because i was like i'm just going to start catastrophizing these scenarios in my head and it's all going to get too much it's going to be overwhelming and for me personally which isn't the case now but at the time like i'm the person type of person who always needs to do something for someone else i struggle to do things for myself so at the time i said right i'm gonna try and find a therapist because i don't want this to impact this person that i care very much about which was josh and i don't want to scare him off <laughs> and bless him he took he's still every, around like, yes <laughs> yeah he's still around and bless him he is like one of the most well-rounded and incredible human beings i've ever met and has like the listening patience of no man i've ever met before which is incredible oh my God, this is james me. too <laughs> uh, yeah but and i think i'd had not to like touch on relationships because that's not the subject of the podcast but i'd had a lot of awful experiences just not in so many different ways so i kind of didn't really know what i wanted and bless josh came and and he's been an incredible pillar for my like healing journey and myself and for a load of reasons but that was the first one and then there was one time where i was in the car and i just started crying because i finally admitted to myself that i had anxiety because i've never been a person that felt like i had anxiety before yeah but I was doing some research and I was like, I, I, I'm ticking all these boxes on this Google search. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Google. Are, like feeling a little bit personally attacked by this Google list that's coming up when I search anxiety <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> so hitting a little too close to home. But I remember I had this like big flood of kind of, I don't know if it was relief, maybe it was. And then I kind of realized I needed to go to therapy. That was a very long winded answer. I'm sorry, but that, that, that no, was No, but that was I me. think... <laughs> I think it is never just a one, like a one no, pillar little not. moment. It's always like a few different things that you're like, wow, this is really not like, yeah, this is something exactly. I need to get help for. This is something that's not for a good sure. thing. What about you? What was your moment? Like, is there a defining um, one? Or was it a few? So I, I don't know. I've had a few, I've like flitted in and out of therapy for various reasons. And I think the one time where I was really like, okay, this is becoming a problem. It was you know when you kind of have those moments where you're sat and you're like you've been kind of ruminating and it's just been like a recurring like mm. I would say it's almost like an undercurrent of your life where like every day you know it's there and you're just kind of trying to avoid like ticking something off kind of like you said with the yeah. shower thing where you avoided mm-hmm. the shower in silence because you just want to like let it's the undercurrent go yeah it is yeah it's so hard but I think mm-hmm. that had happened for a while and then I don't really know when I decided to like really find a therapist but I remember finding one and going to my first session and being like oh my god why have I not done this sooner like this is what I need mm-hmm. and therapy I think is so hard because I think it's one of those things where you you know that you've got to talk about things that you're actively avoiding talking yeah. about so like you've got to mm-hmm. almost like upset that undercurrent on a weekly basis (laughs) and then you ruminate on it for a few days and like you're constantly in this like all the stuff that you've pushed back is like being pushed forward but it actually helps so much but I think Mm. I did have a time like kind of on the same lines of like the self-love thing like you said with anxiety and stuff Mm. I think I had a big moment I'd say it was like the end of Mm, what year are we in 2023 i think it was like the I end of 2021 i swear to god i don't know what year we're in. <laughs> 2020 like 2019 feels like a, like yesterday. the year before covid feels like yesterday and both a million years ago like if i look at uh, myself yeah, i'm like 100 <laughs> percent. it just it this? got very confusing for a little while there don't worry but about I, it <laughs> i would say um i'd say it was probably like the end of 
end of 2021 and I've always had mm. if you've listened to like the old episodes um there is actually an episode of like fitness and self-love and stuff where I talk a bit mm. more about it but I had like a really bad past with like food and diets mm. and fitness and like everything that came with that whole world of like body image which I think our job is pretty bad for because you're constantly staring at yourself oh, in pictures my God. but like my you were God. saying at the beginning though back in the day it was awful yeah. tumblr I, oh my god I was on Tumblr don't at like even 15, start 16, with Tumblr and the bloody the, <laughs> like my fitness pal app swear to god if I could get that app absolutely destroyed and nobody could ever touch it again I would because that app do you know what I think if you use it for the right reasons amazing if you're using I it in the way like that it's meant just, to be or was made yeah. to be used but Back in the it's day, still I don't not think great. I don't think the features on the app back in the day were particularly like great for like. It hasn't changed. <laughs> they still set your calories. I was talking to my friend Georgia, who's a fitness coach, oh, about this. God. They still set your calories at one thousand two hundred, no matter what you weigh, no matter who you are. One thousand two hundred is completely unsustainable for anyone above the age of like seven years it old. Used to, I don't quote it used me on that. It's probably not that big. To like a ridiculously low amount. It yeah, it lets let you set, set them whatever really you want, and I don't awful. think it should. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was properly, it was bad. I'm sure it's fine, but I do I never want to see that app again. Never, never, ever. <laughs> I think as long as you're someone who is in the right mindset, say if you're doing For like sure. I don't know whatever it is, if you need to hit a protein goal or whatever, like fine. But I do think For it's sure. something that shouldn't necessarily be used. But I think anyway, that leads into something that. we touched on before, though, where it's like you just have to do things that you know you're ready for and you have to yes. understand what you're ready for. That's what it is. But please carry on. I feel like we got on a tangent there. We so did. My fitness power is a whole other topic. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I think when you're looking at yourself 24-7, you... Mm. I don't know about you, but I notice my weight fluctuations more than anything. So like, I will see a picture of myself even six months ago and be like, oh, why does my jaw look a bit rounder? Like, why do I look... Why does my arm look a bit bigger? And it's not even Mm. that you've necessarily gained even more than like three bloody pounds. Mm. But you, I think you pick apart yourself more and like we obviously taking pictures and stuff you see a hundred bad pictures for one good picture yeah and i will fixate sometimes on the bad picture and see like my cellulite which doesn't bother me on a daily basis but i'll see it in a picture and be like well that wasn't there before yeah Yeah. and Mm -hmm. i think that was like a defining for me where i was like oh my god and i remember saying to my boyfriend if people are going for the like to the gym for their bodies and like they're getting therapy for their minds and stuff i was like why am i investing all this money in therapy for my brain but I haven't invested in like someone who's really going to help me with like being mm-hmm. healthy so I remember I had to literally sit down and I was like right the therapist is coming back we're going to go get a fitness coach and I'm going to like yep. try and do both alongside and like try and do it in a healthy almost way. tackle like yeah so tackle yeah. the mindset but also have the right coach alongside which granted the first one was not the right coach but she did help me to understand things but just someone who would be like do you know what like you need to love yourself as you are stop fixating on calories stop fixating on the way you look stop fixating on like the number on the scale determining how you feel that day um Mm -hmm. and like just kind of taking the pressure off on both ways does that make sense because I feel like self-love is kind of physical and mental there's like the two parts of it but it also is so much more mental Yeah. yeah And then you've got to unpack, like you said, and learn to understand yourself and why you think the way you think. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of little parts that go alongside. <laughs> I found that to be genuinely the most helpful thing. And I, I know we keep coming back to therapy, mm-hmm. but like we said before, I feel like this is going to be a, a kind of a pillar of the whole podcast, like this episode. 100%. Um, I, a lot of the start of my therapy journey, obviously, it's difficult because you have to spend a lot of time 
explaining a lot of things mm-hmm. and you know you get asked a lot of uncomfortable questions and I'd be lying and my therapist said this outright to me which I always really appreciated she was like you're gonna get so much worse for a little bit before you get better and not in yourself my cat's come to say hi by the way she's um if you can hear <laughs> <Hello. her. laughs> if you are looking at the video visuals you'll be able to see my cat right now um but it was that kind of thing where you won't feel worse in yourself you'll just be tackling a lot of emotions that you might not have actually processed before and that's a whole thing yeah like and that and that was a big one for me because you have to learn a lot about and not to get too deep but everybody's childhood will impact their adulthood you oh my god this is my favorite all subject. of your yeah it's one of my favorite subjects because i think to start off with a lot of people who have children try their absolute best and i think it's very difficult because there's sometimes you have to be very empathetic towards people doing the best they can with a lot of different things and having children yeah. you know it's, it's a lot to balance and for me personally i'd be terrified of having children at least now just because i'd be like oh my god <laughs> like i don't want to do anything that's gonna you know oh my but god. you learn all so of your terrified. foundations <laughs> terrifying but all of your foundations are built when you are a child and i think you spend a lot of your early 20s um kind of unpacking what you want to take from that what you want to discard what you want to you know what you want to manipulate into something that's healthier for you now and you know you are just a product of your childhood and i think for some people that's kind of difficult but that was the whole thing for me talking about that was a whole talking point and then obviously growing up on the internet which we were both just saying before we've both been doing this a long time that molded me a lot there was a lot there um especially with body confidence i would say the the internet was interesting 10 years ago i think that was kind of the big kicker for me when i was younger that came from the internet in a negative way it was probably my body confidence but now access to a lot more negative as well yeah everything was very there was the i mean tumblr was the age of the thigh gap that was a whole thing that was oh my god yeah that was a whole thing and romanticized a lot of very unhealthy behavior which i think a lot of people have then had that kind of ingrained in the back of their minds and that's really difficult to to kind of to dig out and chuck away you kind of just you're altering it rather than you know because it's so deep down but yeah for me a lot of the journey started from I would get so frustrated at myself when I would react in certain ways and I never really understood why I was doing it and then through therapy and talking about being younger and all of my experiences and past relationships and friendships and just life in general you kind of it's so nice to have somebody be like okay I'm looking at the puzzle pieces here and this is what I'm seeing as to why you will do these things I'm a very I have to from feelings and emotions and i always have to know why something's happening and i i always used to project that onto i would say my past partners so i would always be Mm -hmm. like but why are we doing this why are you doing this why are you feeling this way and i'd never really ask myself (laughs) yeah if you've ever felt the same but now i'm asking myself a lot of questions and oh my god like the 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 difference in me as a person is insane like uh it took a while for me to be uh empathetic and kind towards my reactions and i still get annoyed at myself sometimes when i'm like oh damn it i know why i'm doing it there was a really nice quote that i saw actually the other the other week and it was talking about how like as you grow older you every year you put like a new jacket on right and sometimes mm-hmm. you reach into the pocket and you pull something out of the jacket that's something like 10 years ago and that explains to me so well <laughs> some of my feelings and thoughts and reactions to things it's like you're just putting your hand in a pocket and you're pulling something out you don't know 
what year it's from you don't know which version of yourself it's yeah. from but it's still you and it's having that empathy for a younger version of yourself that's really difficult my therapist told me to put a picture i have a picture of myself on my fridge when i was like six or seven i think and she was like just put it on your fridge because you'll notice it even if you're not looking at it subconsciously you'll see it and i think kendall jenner did something like this and she was yeah that was the whole thing on, the on a mirror yeah and it's the same kind of thing and it's just acknowledging that that you are an older version of a younger version of you and I find it helpful to kind of want to protect that little version of me and enrich her life. And I found that more helpful because I'm, I find it easier to help someone else. So if I can associate yeah. myself with someone else, that's, that's just me. And I know that's a whole thing, but that's worked really well for me. Like you associate the child you as like a different entity. I do not like see inner the child, child version like of myself with me. <laughs> I'm like, who is this do cute you know what? little head thing? Yeah, no, I don't do it. I can't do it. And I, and I'm sure there's a lot to unpack there. I'm sure pe- some people listening are like, <laughs> do we Oop. need more therapy? <laughs> you know what though it takes so long and and the thing i went into therapy for is was like a drop in the ocean a drop in the ocean for the things i actually ended up finding useful from therapy like but this is what i think is good about it like yeah you i think automatically i don't know if you found this but i found with any therapist i've ever been to they always 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 start you with like okay so like what's the earliest memory of your anxiety Mm. or what's the earliest of this and they kind of will unpack, for example, like your parents' divorce. Mine always ends up being my parents' divorce. And mine, like, mine, it will then kind of gravitate. Well, so that always came yeah. into it too. <laughs> I think they kind of automatically think, mm, she's got some issues, like must be the parents' it's divorce. It's difficult though, because you don't want that actually. Like when you were saying yeah. earlier, when we were talking before the podcast about finding someone you're comfortable with. And I think mm-hmm. there's there's almost a barrier that, that understandably a lot of people will have up because you kind of, you don't want to get categorized that's what I was worried about Divorced I don't want to get kid. shoved yeah I didn't want to get categorized because actually if I'm honest I've been quite lucky in that that's not particularly impacted me it's impacted some of my sort of subconscious outlooks on things but I've been quite lucky in the sense that that's not impacted me in a lot of other ways yeah. there's a lot of other stuff from being younger and different things but yeah it's like you don't want to go to therapists to be like <laughs> bullet point bullet point like these are all my different things this is my entire life like go forth and figure out what it is i found the most valuable conversation for me and i don't know if this is the same for you with your therapy experience but almost like chats like this that we're having now yeah. like i find the most valuable conversations actual conversations and not somebody just asking me questions and me giving really blunt responses and i don't know about you yeah which i think you can get therapists who do that and i think mm sometimes with therapists like you need one obviously there's a limit of like how much they can really like give you but I think it's always nice when they can kind of not relate to you as such because I feel like when it's talking to like someone else like this like it's more relatable Mm. whereas like a therapist I feel like it's nicer when they make it more of a conversation but I found a lot of I don't know if you were the same but I found a lot of like going to the therapy so obviously say you go in and you're like I need to learn to love myself I found like I kind of went in and was like I just don't love myself like I really need to love myself I had like a weird sound bath experience as well which I feel like I actually forgot about until this moment that was another pillar of me getting therapy actually shall I just tell you the story it's really weird so I did a yes um, absolutely (laughs) so basically I went on a press trip weirdly a press trip interesting and we went to like this yoga retreat in spain and i don't even think it's still a thing anymore it's called like cali yoga or something but um Mm. we went and they were like we're going to do yoga we're going to do meditation it's going to be really beautiful um they banned us from caffeine they banned us from sugar they banned us from like all these different things they basically were giving us like fermented food um it made all of us have the worst tummies for like the whole time we were there but 
even so like great food so um the one day they were like we're going to give you a sound bath and i had never heard of a sound bath i was like what on earth are you going to do and they were like yeah normally we get a lot of people crying um like blah blah blah. and i was so anxious at this moment like i was in a relationship that was just not good i was Mm. so anxious and i was like oh my god i don't know if i want to do this because like i was terrified that if i did this and they were like yeah they were like it's going to bring up all this stuff and i was like oh my god is it going to bring up something and i'm not going to like what's my whole world also you have an interesting add-on for this situation though because a lot of people would probably go and choose to do that for themselves but you're also doing that in a work environment which adds a really interesting layer of like anxiety and stress yeah you're literally sat with like I mean essentially let me just pop my tripod up so I can film myself having a down bath and I can film myself having (laughs) we actually weren't allowed to so this was like um this was god in like 2017 or something so it was like quite Mm -hmm. a while ago and we weren't allowed to like film in there um but I remember she, this woman like sat down and she was, you know, when people have got a really intense aura and you're like, yeah. oh my God, I've walked in this room and I feel heavy. And there was like maybe 10 Ooh. of us and we sat around. This does relate back. Don't worry. I'm not going for the That's fine. I'm, I'm invested. So, um, I don't know about everybody else listening, but I'm invested. So <laughs> you have to, it relates to back to the loving yourself thing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we had like this woman sat there and we all sat around in like a little semicircle and oh, she like made us session. all lie yeah oh. so we're all oh. lying down and we had like all of our feet facing her or our heads facing her i can't remember but we were all like lying the same way in this like semicircle and mm. before we lied down she sat us up and she was like okay i need to know why you're here and you know you're kind of sat there thinking well i'm here because i'm on a bloody press trip like this mm. this is why i'm here i'm and, not um, sure what i'm supposed to say <laughs> in that situation yeah. i wouldn't even, even if i had paid to go and i was going up there i literally would hate i wouldn't i'd panic and i'd i'd want to leave i'd freeze I'd well, like, uh, so it was a bit like i like it was sounds. a bit awkward <laughs> i was like halfway along and like again i still didn't know what a sound bath was and mm. um as they were going around she was like i need to know whether you're here for like mental physical or Ooh, emotional okay. reasons and she was like you can expand or you can not expand it's up to you and um she what started going around <laughs> and i can't remember what people said everyone was like emotional physical whatever but mm. as she was talking to people everyone was just breaking down like it was really oh weird God. like everyone were was literally at the just end like, of the line like no i waiting? was like in the middle oh, thank god because you so might be she... watching like <laughs> coming towards me <laughs> <laughs> but she like I can't remember what she said in that moment, but she'd like say one girl could be like, I don't know, emotional and she'd right. be like, mm, I'm getting really strong feelings of like vulnerability or something. And then they'd start Ooh. crying because obviously whatever they hadn't Ooh. said was like related. And Ooh. I remember saying something like, um, God, I think I said like emotional and mental or something. And I was like, oh, uh-huh. you know, I get really bad anxiety, like blah, blah. So anyway, she starts this session. We're all kind of like getting a bit teary. Like it's a really intense space like it just felt heavy in that room and she was like okay so if you have never done a sound bath before they basically get these big like are they made of crystal or marble or something they're like these big bowls and then they do the thing where they do yeah yeah yeah. they do the like yeah they do the thing where they like rub the google sound bath if you're wondering what the hell i'm about i feel like they like rub a thing around description please keep going i'm loving it (laughs) i look like i'm stirring a cake (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so she has different like bowls around the room and then there'll be like gongs and like things like that yeah and she basically was like you may not get anything but she's like you might feel like it's coming to you like it's calling mm. to you and she's like mm. i'm going to call out to different people at different times whatever and she was like just try and think about the reason that you're here while you're like meditating so she like put us all in this like meditation um oh, we're all lying there and then this one i was like i'm not getting anything like what the flipping heck is this like i'm literally not getting anything i was lying there and i was like this is such bullshit like this is yeah. so stupid so anyway she keeps going 
and then I literally felt this sounds so hooky kooky but she um it worked it, yeah I was lying there eyes shut like there was people around me crying I could hear people crying oh wow and I just felt this like overwhelming like vibration in my body Ooh. and it sounds so like if you don't believe in this kind of thing you're gonna was think I'm mental sound? but like <laughs> It, yeah it was like the sound yeah. was like vibrating in How me funny. and I'd been thinking all these different things in my head of like what I thought I was there for mm. and I just got this like click in my brain that was like you just need to love yourself like if you love yeah. yourself this will happen if you love yourself this will happen and like in my brain it was like working overtime like almost like doing maths calculations of like how all Ooh. of these situations like because that, I needed um, to love myself not to bring it back to like a meme but that meme where that lady's there and like the calculations are like going around her head and she's like oh my yes God. literally yeah. that it Fantastic. was like that <laughs> and um afterwards because it made me really emotional and I was like crying and I was like oh my god I feel like this is what I was meant to get so afterwards she was like you can come one-on-one with me and stuff and she kind of said the Mm. same as you said about the whole like stop filling everyone else's cups and like not thinking Mm. on your cup it's very difficult when you're a people pleaser it's very hard oh my god such people pleaser but I've got better at that I say oh god I've got better but I'm still bad and every single one of my (laughs) friends will attest to this they tell me off on the regular they really do honestly I swear to god so I get it see I've got good at saying no but I feel so bad saying no that I, I will be like, I've I'm, got really better, sorry, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. I've got better at implica- like, implicating different things to allow myself to not um, feel like I have to do stuff. Like, I will mm-hmm. say no, but then I will sit in, like, a puddle of stress for, like, yeah. 10 minutes to come down I feel down so it. bad. Yeah, I'll guilt myself into... Oh, God, no, yeah. So. But it's your, the people Your story is so much more, like, exciting than mine. Like, I had this yeah, but incredible... Yeah, I forgot in about Spain, this. In Spain. That's amazing, though. See, this cool. is why I love therapy as well because i'm not saying this is a therapy session but i feel like it i really mean it kind, kind of, of feels like was. one right because like you've then had something come up in your brain when you're talking to someone about something specific and i find that fascinating i just think that's amazing yeah but i think it that's kind of why therapy helps because yeah. like for example that i would say the sound bath was it's called sound therapy sometimes but mm. i would say that is a kind of therapy because you're it's like a, it's like Reiki. Have you ever had Reiki? I haven't, but I've I've looked into all the different types of therapy, and there's so many. That Reiki I'm so is intrigued so by. good. Oh mm. my god, I loved it. I used to go to a woman in London. She's white aura healing. I'll put her in the show notes actually if you live in London. But um, she, it, but basically Reiki is like all to do with that alignment and crystals and like it's very spiritual. So I know not everyone's mm. into it. I really am. But, but it's but, experience, um, even if you're not. So you can go good. try it. Yeah. yeah, and like the way that they work. And the way that they like unpack things for you is just so interesting. And I think it's just like a different kind of therapy that brings things up that you don't think about. And I think sometimes those kind of therapies are really good if you're someone who doesn't like talking about things straight away. Yeah. Which There's I mean, hello, like you I'm go the worst, to an actual but... therapist as well, like a like a full on mm-hmm. licensed therapist. There's so many. I think this is also something people probably don't know because, like we were saying before we started recording, when I've spoken on my platforms about. Um, about the fact I go to therapy a lot of the questions have just been what should I expect how do I find a therapist you know all these kind of things and I think a lot of people don't realize that your therapist will tailor your therapy to you it won't be the same as everyone else's and obviously I'm I'm sure a lot of people have had bad experiences with therapy that will have put them off but like there are so many different types of therapists too you've got like physical yeah. therapy you've got mental therapy you've got like there's just i mean i'm not going to try and list them off because i don't know the actual terms but there I mean, are just it's so like many different got, types um like cbt is a type yes. of therapy eft is a type of therapy mm-hmm. reiki is a type of therapy so like, many, there's so many types yeah and, it, and how it's would also, you say sorry, sorry carry on no no i was just going to no. say that i think a lot of people might be put off because they think there's only one type 
and it's really important yeah. that people know that it, it isn't it's not one path and maybe it was a while ago but i think as a generation we've got really good i know older generations like to shit on us doing that don't know if i can swear sorry oh you can but swear i think as a generation we're very very good at realizing that i think with a lot of people there's a lot of generational patterns we don't fancy doing anymore we're kind of sick of it all i think there's a lot of emotional work on our generation that i think is overlooked by a lot of people um yeah but through that there's a lot of different types of therapy which i think is a really really great thing to come from that besides the fact and that I more think people we are actually are, going which is great <laughs> yeah i think we're a very good generation i think social media also helps it a lot as much mm. as it has been part of the problem i think it helps like yeah. we're a good Two generation different sides for like, of the coin <laughs> yeah there's great great so we've sides kind of, <laughs> awful too <laughs> <laughs> we've like opened the space Absolutely. or like social media i think has like opened the space to be like you can help yourself there is like mm. a million and one self-help books if you don't want to do therapy although i do think therapy helps more so but mm. you've also got like people talking about generational trauma that people maybe hadn't realized yeah. was a thing before or mm -hmm. like breaking your own limiting beliefs like mm -hmm. i speak specifically it's talked about in money but like there's so many limiting beliefs as to why you feel the way you feel and why you yeah. are the way you are and things that your parents have maybe said growing up that have made you feel the way that you are like mm. in so many different aspects a lot of like, those can the be done in passing can... too like a lot of things yeah. that you can remember it's very interesting once you go into therapy the memories you actually do have like like the way you just came up with that entire very important yeah. sound bath memory you'll be talking <laughs> in therapy and something random will crop up and you're like why do i remember this from when i was like seven yeah and why is it this one specific thing and why can't i remember anything else either side of it and once you kind of do that you realize that actually it can be the smallest of things and your brain just logs it it's like okay cool we're gonna throw that we're gonna look at that that's done we're gonna lock that one in but i think we do do that i think oh, yeah. we if something is painful or triggering you just shut it off and you like mm. cut it out and you're like nope you can sit in the back of my mind and actually sometimes therapists will like just ask the right question in the right they way out, yeah. They really yeah, do. <laughs> it could even be the same question they've asked you 60 times but it's just yeah. that one specific conversation it just like mm -hmm. unlocks and you're like oh shit it's because of that mm -hmm. and like there's so many things that come up and it could be something really random i don't know if you found this when you started therapy but when i started therapy i found myself because obviously sessions are well my sessions were an hour um and an hour is not that long if you think about it it's not that long um and my therapist jenny who's an absolute angel i love her to death she <laughs> would always say just make note of the things that pop into your head over the next couple of days and you know if you don't feel like writing them down that's fine but like if anything really rogue comes at you for no real reason it will be because your brain is still processing the stuff that we were talking about mm -hmm. and i'd always try and be like oh okay that's interesting where's that come from <laughs> why am i suddenly thinking about that that has nothing to do with my week and it's probably because i was unpacking something in my therapy session on wednesdays at three because i have to have structure otherwise i go insane so it was always wednesdays at three uh, <laughs> i think that's the best way to do it though because then you know just have like, it. okay yeah. yeah every time like wednesday morning be a bit kinder to yourself mm -hmm. after your therapy session you just take it easy because yeah. otherwise you can't of monday and then a friday and then a tuesday and it just throws your whole week mm. off i think because for yeah. one you don't have enough time to process between but also i think you then just it's not like a structure thing mm. i think bring it weirdly bringing that back well not weirdly because it's the entire subject of what we're talking <laughs> about but bringing that back actually to being your own best friend this is where the empathy for me comes in because i 
would always struggle with i don't know if it's just because of the ins and outs of our job the way that it's not a regular i'm going to say regular in quotation marks because you know it's not a structured nine to five job i would always carry a lot of guilt if say for example i had a therapy session and then i actually just didn't want to do work for a little bit because i was coming down from my therapy session Mm -hmm. um and i would struggle with a lot of guilt from that and i would feel like i'd I was had an unproductive day and I wasn't doing anything worthwhile and all this kind of stuff and I and I think for me unless I everybody measures success differently right everybody values different things for yeah for what is a measurement of success to them and something I struggle with is that measurements of success that I have you know got better at used to always be like have I got enough money in the bank? Have I got enough jobs coming in? Have I filmed enough today? Have I? D-? It was always very much based on like tangible stuff. Mm-hmm. Has to be tangible for me. So when I was doing things that weren't necessarily tangible, like sitting with my thoughts after therapy for an hour, I would really struggle to see that as something that was productive. When it is, it's very productive. And I, I just did a, a an ad with a, a Wooker, which is the period pants company. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things we were talking about in that, which I thought was really, I really wanted to talk about, was not feeling guilty when you're on your period and you can't do things in the way that you can for the rest of the month. Like that, yeah. that's a whole thing. Like you don't have to carry guilt because you are holding the space to heal from something. That sounds really like, yeah. you know. But no, but it's so true. There's so much guilt held for me personally and I and I know I've spoken to other people that feel the same a lot my friends too when you take time for yourself and you take time to be like I need to sit with this it's it's usually easy when there's something tangible so if you've been through a breakup taking a few days yes. off work makes sense right because there's something that's happened bad or some or, mm-hmm. or if somebody in your family something's happened it's easier to take that time because something's happened there's a solid point there's in time like a reason can, yes there's like a as a grounding reason that you can kind of justify this time but holding space for yourself mentally physically whatever you need is really difficult i struggle to not hold guilt around that and and yeah i don't know about you but that's no, something i've been exactly trying to really really figure out through therapy and just being more kind because i've always tried to be like what would i want my friends to be doing how would i want them to be going about yeah. it and can i do that for myself and then trying to but it's interesting isn't it because like our, I think our generation is like the hyper productive generation. Like we yeah. cannot sit still. We can't be just doing like There's nothing. A bit of we have to be like going in there as well. Oh, so much. Yeah, a lot of it to be fair. And I <laughs> think especially where like so so obviously for our job or like for anyone else who works freelance or works from home etc there's almost that thing where it's like you don't walk into an office building at 9am sit at your desk work until the end of the day go home and then you chill like Mm. there isn't the same level as that like it's just completely different workspace it's just not as linear and yeah and I think even for people who even like if people who do like go to an office job and then they've got kids or something I think we're all just there's always something you could be doing and there's always Mm. something that's important but there's yeah. always going to be something like I was sat, I think it was last week and I'm so big on cyclical living. Like I'm obsessed with learning about cyclical living and the whole like how you get a week of your cycle where you're like this and a week where you're like this and a couple of days where you're like this. And um, I was on my like, I want to do nothing week. Like I could not, yeah. no matter how much I wanted to do things, I just couldn't do it. it like I would literally me. just sit on my sofa <laughs> and I was like, no, there's, mm-hmm. there's no. <laughs> and I'd get to 4pm and be like, what have I actually done today? Like literally yeah. nothing. But that's so, fine. Though. yeah but I was yeah. chatting to my friends and I was like oh my god like I've got a million things to do and they were like Jess there is always a million things to do and even if you mm. do those million things there'll be another 10 million things you like there's always, always something. something yeah and you have to just be like okay I know I've got five things on my to-do list I know my dishwasher needs emptying or like something mm. really pointless like that but 
just being like, do you know what? I'm just going to sit on the sofa and read my book for an hour just to give myself a bit of a like de-stress and then you come back to whatever it is that you needed to do but there's always going to be something to do and in your brain it's always going to feel more important than taking the hour two hours day two days whatever it is to like just relax and I think if you don't take those times then burnout is so common even if you're (laughs) even if you're a mum that doesn't work even if you're like someone who do you know what I mean like there's a million different I think no matter what you have on your plate yeah you can so easily burn out it doesn't matter what it is and it doesn't matter if someone thinks that it's less than what they've got on more than what they've got on it's every i feel like there's such a toxic culture of oh well you you seem to have less than i do or you seem to have less on your plate than than i do and it's like no it's just you're probably to be honest in those situations going off somebody's social media which is a curated reel like a highlights reel a lot of the time of what's actually Mm -hmm. going on um yeah it's it's and that kind of comparison thing is very difficult and also i think is the root of a lot of the guilt that people have because it's like and i had this in therapy too it was like oh well i don't feel like we need to talk about that because it's not as bad as other people that i've heard about it's yeah. not as bad as these things i you see on the news it's not as bad as all and it doesn't matter it's it still happened things still happened you can still talk, you can still talk about it and I guess therapy is a safe space for talking to people, but you also need to carve out your own safe space for yourself where you talk to yourself. Yeah. And that's very difficult to kind of get to. And I know therapy yeah. is also a privilege. Being able to go to therapy is a privilege. Um, oh, yeah. It's a huge so privilege. But I think if you don't have the access to having therapy, just taking time for yourself is incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm. And like you say, even if it's going and reading a book, going and sitting outside, going on a walk, just anything on your lunch break after work obviously in the summer it's a lot easier because you have so many more daylight hours for things like oh that oh my god yeah oh heaven and but... i think there is also like <laughs> if you like you said therapy is a privilege and i think there is situations where you can get it on the nhs and if you're in a different like country very, there's always they ways. don't make it easy unfortunately it's hard yeah. i actually got told i wasn't i wasn't mentally unwell enough to get therapy Mm. and one of my friends recently has said re- like that she had similar where they were like mm, you're it's not hard. deemed like mentally unwell enough to continue yeah and it's, it's so it's like I think how therapy bad do is, I need to be yeah. to how bad do you need like to be how help. far do you have to push it to need that therapy like it's yeah. ridiculous but then I think there is thank god for this side of social media where there is resources out there like there is whole yeah. pages dedicated which are therapists or counsellors or whoever yeah, it's like, it's that are actually trained help. yeah yeah who will sure. help with tips and like not every therapist will resonate with you not every person online mm. will resonate not every yeah. tip or trick or skill that they give you like we could be told the exact same five coping and mechanisms for me, and i could not like you. any yeah. of them yeah. <laughs> yeah like one of us could pick up a different thing entirely mm-hmm. and i think there is now so much out there even down to like self-help books i think mm. some can be really helpful like i've been reading one called breaking the habit of being yourself which is Ooh. all about like kind of reframing your mind and reframing the way you think about things there's one mm-hmm. called um it's called learn to love your life or love the life i can't remember i'll put it in the show notes but they're just really good books that will almost give you those tips from therapy aspects or therapy angles but yeah obviously it's very generalized that's the only thing like it's not yeah you have to you have to be able to do some self-reflection and figure out Mm -hmm. which bits are actually going to apply to you but it's a much cheaper alternative to having therapy yes absolutely um because that kind of leads on to what we were saying about if if you what if you learn from therapy that's actually tangible and helpful to someone who's not in therapy you were just talking about books i have there's a book that i read called the body keeps the score which is Mm -hmm. so fascinating it's about um how trauma is held in the body 
and it's so interesting it's quite oh my god i love um, it yeah it's fantastic i can't recommend it more it's quite um like science heavy it's quite case heavy but i wouldn't say that in an off-putting way it's just i mean that in it it's a very interesting very very interesting book um and it's one of those where a lot of the cases are quite extreme versions of these different things yeah but they explain exactly why these things have happened to these specific people and then you can take a smaller version of that and and use it for yourself but i found that book very incredible it was very good i love stuff made a couple of my friends read it too because for me i know everybody's brain works differently but i need when i went to therapy i needed jenny to tell me why i felt the way i felt and i needed a Mm -hmm. a logical response to that for me to be able to come to terms with it and be nice to myself (laughs) i needed someone to be like this feeling is justified for these reasons and then i can sit with that and that's how i heal from things so that book for me was great because it was this is what happened this was the product of it and this is what the long-term product of it is and this is explained in a way that makes makes sense rather than somebody's acting out and we don't know why <laughs> it's this person's <laughs> acting out in this way because of all these things and it was a great book yeah. so i recommend that one for sure but oh, is there anything so fascinating it's great but is there anything that you that i have two things from therapy that i always give to my friends and family go for it oh okay i feel like i'm talking a lot no because you said it and i was like i've been put on the spot and now i have no answer sorry you can think <laughs> i'll go but it promise i'm not trying to hog like the, the no just space. talk go for it <laughs> um so the first one is what i mentioned to you before we started which is called it's a feelings wheel um and it sounds yes. like something you'd give to like a small child but it's not but i'm sure actually if there are any parents listening that there are probably really great adapted versions for kids because i think that's a fantastic fantastic tool for children but i think it's something that maybe isn't extended to adults as much as it probably needs to so it's like a darts wheel and the, the inner seven is i feel bad fearful angry disgusted sad and happy and surprised so those are the base emotions and then there's two rings on the outside of that so the first ring outside kind of you'll have the bad and then it'll go into options of Mm -hmm. so let's go on because the one i found the most interesting was probably probably fear because that one is can be like a ton of different things so fear then goes into scared anxious insecure weak rejected and threatened so if you think about how different those feelings are and they all come Mm -hmm. from feeling scared so if you are someone who struggles to understand exactly what you're feeling i find this incredibly helpful and a lot of my friends and and me and josh use it all the time and then it goes from there so scared then goes into helpless and helpless i would say is a very different feeling to scared feeling helpless is feeling like you can't do anything to solve a problem you feel like there's nothing you can do but feeling scared is feeling like you know you could be just frightened so i found it incredibly helpful and it's it's a big wheel there's a lot of words on it (laughs) but it's really 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 good and that is something that a lot of my friends have used and my therapist gave me that and i've always got it on my little i really want to print it out and put it on the fridge i was telling josh i really want to put it. i on the think fridge. you should do it because it'd be so nice to just see it yeah i might do that or frame it <laughs> put it in the lounge have it up in your house and you can highlight every day yeah, what emotion in you're order both to feeling. enter my house you have to pick a feeling on the feelings wheel to get into my house <laughs> no you're too anxious today off you pop <laughs> get in the garden because i've got sheep in my garden back in my garden be like you're too anxious go look oh my at god the i love that oh yeah mochi's been making sheep are just fascinating sheep. they just they're, they're so bizarre 
<laughs> what a tangent that was um but i but think yeah. what we'll do is we'll put the feelings wheel if we can we'll try and put it onto the podcast instagram so you can see it um, sure. which is the good vibes podcast and we'll see if we can Perfect. like just get it or i mean if not then i, I mean you can google it from the we'll feelings wheel. i feel like it'll come up yeah it's just a really we'll handy tool and i think for a lot of, um you remember learning at school about all the different learning styles mm-hmm. like kinetic and visual and all that kind of stuff if you're a visual learner i think it's very helpful because you can kind of, it's a tangible thing. Some people just need tangible things. But the second thing that I always use is when I was really struggling with my anxiety at the very beginning, I had kind of like intrusive thoughts in the sense of I would be sat, we'd literally be sat watching TV, me and Josh. And he'd look at me and he'd be like, where have you gone? Like, where have you gone? Like, mm-hmm. you're not in the room. And it was it was funny because I'd never really noticed I did it until he started picking up on it. And I'd be like, ah, shit, you've got me. You've caught me. I'm in my bad place. I do place. that as well, though. I've done that too. I've ran away to my and bad place. And then you place. come back and you're like, where have I been? <laughs> yeah, and then you don't know what's happening on the screen because you've missed like 20 minutes because you've been just catastrophizing in your head for ages. But it would kind of be like intrusive thoughts in that way where we'd bring up a subject and all of a sudden my brain would be like, but what about this? But what about this yeah. thing that you dealt with five years ago? Let's pop that in there. It was like a filing cabinet of somebody was there like throwing things at me. And um, my therapist, Jenny, basically told me to imagine that my brain was like a football pitch and that all of these thoughts were like naked streakers running onto the pitch. <laughs> and and it, it really helped because it kind of, it's like in Harry Potter, when Ron has Snape come out of the thing and it's the yeah. boggart thing and he pictures it as Snape and like his mum's clothing mm-hmm. or something. And it's just, it's so silly. And it makes, it almost makes it sound like I'm infantilizing like the whole thing of feeling anxious and I'm not, but it wasn't there one that was like the spider in the grandma's clothes or something. Yeah. Never. It's that kind of thing where you, it's taking something that upsets you or scares you or you find intense and overwhelming and just adding a tiny bit of humor to it because yeah. eventually eventually that will chip away at it and it won't feel quite as bad and actually co-oping a partner or a friend or a parent or you know if you live with whatever someone into almost throwing that at you so when i would be in that space you'd be like is there a streaker on your pitch and it would make me smile and that was so important to getting me out of that and i always do that to my friends and a few of my friends do that to themselves as well and kind of see it as something along those lines where you kind of yeah you make it a bit of a joke because it is it's just your brain throwing stuff at you it really is it's like it's like it's like there's a panicked like person in your brain that's just throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and it's just how many things can i throw at you until something sticks and when it takes hold they're like yes fantastic i've done my job she's worrying about that thing now that had nothing to do with what she was thinking about before like and literally going about your day and you're like oh my god this is nothing to do with anything but now i'm panicking about it and i've imagined yeah. my life in 50 years time and what I'm, it's done because it. this happened i'm done i might as well just what am i why am i bothering why am i bothering it's all it's, it's such all for a nothing thing anyway. though isn't it yeah but just i that, think everyone gets it in varying levels as well like everyone yeah, has intrusive thoughts of some sort and sometimes they can be really 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 terrible and sometimes they can just be things that are so far-fetched yeah but it's so scary at that moment when you're yeah, like, oh my God, now I can't get out of my own well, head. You go into fight or flight mode. That's what it is. And mm-hmm. that's your body, your adrenaline kicks in. And, and to be totally honest with you, once that kind of happens, it is a scientific, like medical process. Your body has to go through the motions before it will come mm-hmm. out the other side. Like my, um, she also told me that when I feel anxious, I just get up and do jumping jacks. <laughs> she was like, physical movement great. will actually get rid of your like 
levels it, it's like anxiety because mm. um, it's like is it dopamine i can't remember what yeah. it is it's like it gets rid of the do- the high dopamine levels it brings you back down is it Co- yeah that was it it was yes yeah, dopamine's what you dopamine's the good one Happy, yeah. yeah i want more of that we want more of that if, if jumping jacks stop the dopamine we don't do more jumping jacks um <laughs> it's your cortisol <laughs> levels sorry yeah so your cortisol levels get really high and then she was just saying if you move around it tends to actually kind of help out with that so she'd always get me which is why as well they jacks. say a lot of the time like if you're really anxious get out of the house and walk yeah for sure like i find that so helpful i don't find running sometimes helpful because i think sometimes like if you're running or you're doing like weights or something you're actually adding stress to your body like you're Mm. when you do a workout you're like upping your cortisol so you should i don't think personally you should run some people like doing it i just think walking is a much slower pace Mm. and i always find like if you walk with a podcast or something really relaxing like um well it's like i have a playlist that's like just for anxiety stuff yeah so it's like time outside and you just listen Mm -hmm. to something relaxing or like call someone or just just even the thing of just getting outside because i think when you're in an environment i don't know if you're the same but like if i have to go stand in my garden i have to get out (laughs) yeah but it helps doesn't it like when you leave the space where you had that anxious thought you just it kind of like disintegrates Mm. a bit and then it's just distracting your brain it's just being like hey brain what what are we doing what are we what are we Mm -hmm. doing here let's go look at something else it's like it's like like a dog that's like chewing something and you'd be like hey look look at this thing and they're like ah what is it and then you're like oh (laughs) obviously it's not as trivial and as easy as that but it's just small things over time will make a difference and it's like even with you saying going for a walk it circles right back to when we were saying you have to not feel guilty about carving out a space for yourself going for a walk Mm -hmm. is carving out a space for yourself putting on a podcast is carving out a space for yourself and that is what you would want your friends to be doing and you know so being your own best friend it's like okay how can i enrich this situation for the for the better and just thinking like what yeah what that what you would tell your friend to do in that situation you just need to always do yourself and it's very difficult to actually do that though it's like when you give someone breakup advice and then when you get round to breaking up you don't listen to any of the advice you actually gave because you're not in it not a single bit you're like cut contact don't talk to them and then like when it's you you're like oh. <laughs> but i can't do that though. but you I'm know what this is one that, thing that's just me what cutting contact yeah no you'll never hear from me again <laughs> i'm like a i i feel like it's a cancer thing but i'm such a like block and delete like if you i'm a, if you I'm are a someone real, i can't like, handle i'm I, like bye for sure i usually pre-warn people that if anything happens they'll never hear from me again and then they're always surprised <laughs> that they never hear from me again and i'm like yeah well i did i told you this ages ago <laughs> But I don't think it's necessarily a bad way to be because you're, I think you are almost like just not giving that person access to you anymore. Mm. And I think that's so important. Like even in friendships or whatever, like if that person's not aligning with you, I actually saw a TikTok yesterday and it was like, when people talk about an old version of you, it's because they no longer have access to the good version of you. Yeah, exactly. Because you've like cut them off. And I was like, actually, that's so interesting. And also if you're spending time with people that only associate you with an older version of yourself, that's a red Mm -hmm. flag that's like a big red flag if you have friends that refuse to kind of like love or accept the newer version of yourself yeah and, and i think we're always changing as people as well oh my god but this is like it's a whole thing in relationships as well isn't it it's like it's mm. just trying to yeah there's a lot there <laughs> i feel like <laughs> for the because because what, what star sign did you say i'm not a big star sign person, I'm cancer. But I'm, okay because i know that a lot of people listening will probably be interested in it, and then i feel like sometimes when you know what someone's star sign is it's mm-hmm. helpful because I'm a Capricorn, which everybody always says. You're the same as James. Ah, there you go. But everyone always says that explains a lot with me, and I always find that really offensive because I don't really understand what any of it is. 
<laughs> like how dare you i mean at least yours doesn't have a bad rep mine is like the emotional I crabby like every time I, every time i read or watch something about my star sign though everyone's like oh they're just they're just assholes and i'm like i'm not trying my best they're probably offended a load of capricorns listening but it's like i think we're very very independent is is what i yeah. normally pick up on and that's true like painfully independent at times i'd say independent and also like from capricorns i know because weirdly so a lot of my family well it's more so james's family but a lot of like every a lot of the pairings are like cancers and capricorns or like mm. aquarius and cancer which is really interesting because i like my dad is my dad is a capricorn his dad is a cancer and he's like a capricorn and i'm a cancer so we're like the opposites and like mm. his parents interesting. it's just so interesting when you look at the dynamics of like relationships and stuff Josh but is Virgo, actually, by like, the way, if really anybody's bad. interested, because I feel like you've just, I feel like all Virgos are a bit secretive. You know what? He's, he's actually because he, his name begins with a J, which everyone always says is a red flag. And oh, James! I mean, all boys' names <laughs> begin with bloody J in our generation, so that's nothing. <laughs> They're like stay away from J names. I remember when I first, when I first, because I kept him quite private for a while, mm. and everyone was like, "He's got a J name," and I'm like, "Guys, stop projecting this onto me. Everything's fine." not but everyone no. called jay something is bad like yeah i have two I very have one close people who are virgos <laughs> in my life it's yeah two two very close people yeah my friend jess Do you know what i Josh. weirdly jess is a great name. i know um, i told her i, I was recording that... with you and she's like you're cheating on me with another jess <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's like the most common name of our generation so it's fine i was um walking into tesco's yesterday and I was chatting to James and I was like, isn't it weird? I've just realized that out of like my closest friends, I was like, I've got two Cancers, three Virgos, two Capricorns, like three Aries. Like mm. everyone is like the same star signs. Interesting. And I was like, how interesting. Like I wouldn't even have thought of that. But like, it obviously is because you gravitate towards like mm. the people of that. I mean, for saying you're not a star sign person, we were chatting I about it for a while. To, yeah, but yeah, but it, I, I don't know what the star signs are of half of my friends. I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I do think it's interesting though, because once you look into it, like I have oh one of my best friends is a Virgo, and I know that Virgos are very like they'll either tell you everything and they'll be like chatty, 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 or and they will shut themselves. down and not say a thing. Yeah, very secretive. Yeah. And you either get one or the it, other. But, <laughs> but it's it's <laughs> yeah. the way they are. And yeah. like Gemini's, like my mum is a Gemini, and Gemini's very much have two personalities. Like mm. friends of mine that are Gemini's, like they literally have two sides. It's like most of June okay so like summertime it's like 22nd of may to 22nd of june i think or 20th so like 20th. now i can't remember exactly right now it's gemini season. yeah we're Ooh. in gemini season but it like if you meet a gemini or you find out one of your friends is a gemini you will realize like they're they almost not like two personalities but there'll be two sides of them so you either get like one version or another version okay interesting and then you get like leos who are very like life and soul of the party like want to be the center of attention like performers hmm I have two so Sagittarius like, in my life. Two Sagittarius? Two of them. I'm not going to lie, three. I don't really know about Sagittarius. <laughs> I don't know about Sagittarius. You never hear about Sagittarius. Maybe they're just the normal ones. Everyone else is insane and they're just like going about life really chilled. <laughs> like, don't worry but about it. It's so interesting. I think it's so interesting when you actually look into it. I feel like, and, like why you are the way you are. And then you look into the star signs and you're like, oh my God, this is so true. Yeah. You can always relate to some of them though. You're like, oh, I feel very attacked and called out right now. This one is painfully yeah. accurate yeah mine are always like highly sensitive emotional crabby mine is like emotionally like, mm -hmm. unavailable and independent and i'm like yeah i am it's because i choose to give out what i want to give out thank you very much <laughs> mind your business <laughs> <laughs> 
I love like you know when you get the memes of star signs mine is always 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 like one of my set friends sent it to me the other day it's always the ones where it's like when you've pissed off a cancer and it's like block delete goodbye yeah or like burning yeah. their phone or something the one and I'm that like that, always, that's me I remember I saw one because they do come up on my like um my CU page thing mm. what is it now it used to be the explore page whatever it is now the middle bit on Instagram that's not an explore page but kind of is um and it was like it was that Harry Styles meme where he's got like, his hands up and it was like one of them was don't tell me what to do and then the other one was tell me what to do and I'm like yeah that's me I'm like don't don't tell me what to do but also I want you to make decisions but don't don't tell me what to do <laughs> that is such a Capricorn thing oh god it's awful like I, just, I don't like making decisions but I also don't want you to it make was, the decisions it was like needs to take control wants you to take control and that's, that's like the story of my life I'm like I need to constantly know what's happening and be in control but also I like it when other people do it for me <laughs> So no one can win. They can't win. Oh. I think it's like anything though, isn't it? Like I think mine are always the ones where it's like cancer at two PM and it's like crying the rise out cancer at three PM and it's like dead I'm fine. Like <laughs> everything's fine. So true. <laughs> Going back to Anyways. what we said though, did you have anything of, from your therapy experience that you thought would be helpful for and it's fine if the answer's no, because like, um, obviously therapy's very personal, so mine were more practical. So things. I would say I'd say there's like two two things so one i would say is that she was very big on like not every day is going to be a good day like nothing is linear nothing is like a straight narrow line which is so true because nothing is very like you can be the most like healthy person in the world but you'll still have a dip in your health like you'll still get a cold Mm. you can be the most like happy person in the world but you'll still cry sometimes like Mm. no matter what you are there will always be those slightly bad days Mm. um and the other thing she told me which i found really helpful and I feel like it resonates with like trying to relate to other people is like everyone has a different window of tolerance. So like- Mm, So many different things as well. Yeah, so like you could have, like when you were saying everyone's got like different things that are going on, like you could be someone who is like hyper, like successful, uber successful, like running around all the time, constantly doing things, goes to the gym at 5 a.m., then makes dinner and then like all these things. Or you could be someone who is the complete polar opposite of that but the person who's sat at home could have a way smaller tolerance window mm. or a way bigger tolerance. Like everyone's Absolutely. just completely different. So like what you could cope with, we could be given the same situation mm. and the way that we cope, cope is just so way. different because everyone's tolerance window is like a different size. So she was like, you could yeah. have a little pigeonhole whereas someone else could have like a giant bifolding door. Yeah. Like you just, no one is the same. And that made me really like, I was kind of like, mm, okay, that makes sense because like you only deal with what you know about. So like a five-year-old, mm. a five-year-old, if they stub their toe, that is like they've just had their foot amputated. Yeah, like, it's the first oh my experience God, of that hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah, that's like to them that is the worst thing that has ever happened mm. compared to someone else. Like, it's just it's, it's trying so to understand. Yeah, but it's, it, that also bleeds really well into friendships and relationships, and mm-hmm. even just like relationships with parents and stuff as well. When you become an adult, it's realizing that like when people reacting to stuff is a product of their entire selves that have nothing yeah. to do with you so like like you know somebody could be super uncomfortable with someone doing something and the other person's like eh why and you don't know that somebody could have had something happen to them at any point in their life that therefore just makes that one thing super uncomfortable yeah. and their tolerance level is zero or one for that and you know if, if the other person doesn't understand that it can kind of lead to this complete miscommunication that can end up especially in relationships if you don't understand why your partner reacts in a certain way if they then explain it to you then you can be like ah that makes so much sense or a friend you can yeah. say something to a friend and then all of a sudden they completely 
react in a way that's super surprising to you and i think the telltale sign for me is normally when someone does something that you feel is a bit out of character or a little bit out the blue or noticing someone's uncomfortable you can normally be like okay i'm going to make a mental note of some of the things that are going on right now especially i think it's quite helpful if you're out say if you're out with like a group of friends it's obviously not the time to talk about it at that point but it's kind of nice to feel like someone has your back in social situations i've always tried to be that person especially now through being in therapy where if i can tell someone's uncomfortable i'll take like a second to be like okay what maybe maybe what maybe what is it like what maybe what what's the Mm -hmm. thing here that is making this person feel uncomfortable and then almost try and like steer away from it yeah like change the conversation or like change the like like, just do something to get them out of yeah yeah because some people kind of do just kind of go straight into certain topics of conversation without you know you you don't have to live your life censoring everything you're saying it's just sometimes if you can tell that someone's uncomfortable just like steer it away and then you know extend an arm if they need help because we were saying before we started chatting a lot of the times when we've been talking to people about therapy they struggle to start going to therapy yeah and sometimes just having someone be like hey i've been like i was i was probably the first of maybe the first of my friends to go to therapy and i'm not saying my friends have gone to therapy because of me but i think i've been able to be there for them in a way that i wouldn't have been able to be if i hadn't already gone Mm -hmm. you know like i could be like how's how's it going i know you're hitting like the four month mark and i found that a bit rough (laughs) like if you want to vent to me about that like i'm here and i feel like that made me a better friend in a lot of ways and a better partner too and also i think having someone who you can chat to and be like oh what's it about yeah because i think people get so scared because i think especially in films and like tv and stuff they make therapy seem so like you lie on a sofa and you cry (laughs) i mean you can't do i don't know about you but i've never had in-person therapy either all my therapy's been online i don't know if you've been i have um so my last therapist was just pre-covid so like i started it oh my god I don't even think it was that long before I think maybe like two or three months before so I had like a few sessions before COVID and I actually found it I think some people probably find it better because some people like to just be in a room and like have the kind of backwards and forwards and like feel Mm. someone's presence some people need it yeah Um, yeah but I do think that I personally like it over Zoom although I feel like I don't I, d- I don't feel like I get as much over Zoom because I think I can hold back a little bit more. Okay, interesting. Like, I feel like I'm not as, like... Because, you know, in person, you can see someone's body language right Oh, more. you can't, like... So ha- I, feel like I mean, get... I know if anyone's, like, watching the audio of me, I, like, I've been playing with my hands a lot just because it's, like, being oh, open and hello, vulnerable. Oh, hello, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, whenever I'm open and vulnerable, like, I'm more than happy to do it, but there's always, like, a physical tell for me where I'm, like, oh, playing with my hands or something. But I always used to hide that from my therapist. I'd be, like, down here, like, playing with my hands and she doesn't have no idea. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's it's interesting because then, like, when you're in person, I think they can clock body language a lot more. For sure, So, like, if you're... So, like, you just said with hands and stuff. Mm. Like, if you're playing with your hands down, they they can't see that. Whereas if you're in person, you're tapping your foot because you're uncomfortable or, like, they can kind of pick up on the social cues of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that doing it over Zoom is helpful. Yeah, because I found, personally, for me, I want to be in a safe space as soon as I've finished therapy. And me having to travel to therapy kind of takes that away like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to drive after i've had therapy i don't like if i'm you know upset. i mean i've only cried once in therapy which i think probably says a lot about me and is probably more concerning than anything else <laughs> mine um, told me to stop using humor as a coping mechanism she's like it. you're not allowed to no, cry and too. i was like no me not too. allowed to laugh sorry <laughs> My dad and i was the like, same thing oh. <laughs> she said she, she i felt so 
called out and she's great because she used to joke and like we we take the piss mm. out of each other but she'd be like Haley, <laughs> you know you finished every single therapy session with a joke and i was like jenny shut the fuck up <laughs> stop calling me out this is not okay and i did <laughs> every single time i would like i'd i'd wrap the conversation back round so that i wasn't ending with being like a mm. negative presence for somebody and i really struggled with that too so i was exactly the same it was always yeah. jokes or I'd be always like, oh, well that was a lot today yeah i'd like i'd talk or i'd like talk for like five minutes and i'd hold the space because i'd be talking about a memory or something and then mm. i'd be like but yep i guess that explains a lot about me like there's always be like an ad lib yeah. There's always an ad lib that I would come up with. I think it's quite normal though. Like I it's think it's so normal mechanism. to do that. Yeah, it's a coping mechanism. And I also think like we're always told through life to always be happy and not to mm. be negative. And I mm. think it's like that you just do it as like a ha, I'm not being negative yeah. really, like I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> God's sake, honestly. We're but okay. I guess <laughs> we've waffled on for a long time, so we I feel have. like should we round it off because we've got another episode to film we have we're gonna be recording another one in a minute aren't we stay tuned (laughs) we're gonna have to have like a five minute coffee and wee break and then come back (laughs) i'm excited it's good though but hopefully uh, hopefully we've given tips that you can take away like i hope that if anything you've got something like you're hanging out with us for like an hour yeah that's and just like hearing hearing us i guess we kind of the overarching thing of this is learning to be your own best friend and like Mm finding all those little things about like finding out those things about you and i think it's so hard to talk about that without talking about therapy because therapy and like learning about yourself and understanding your makeup yeah Mm -hmm. like you really have to understand what makes you you to then like build on that to then be happy like you can't move on with happiness and move on and try and love yourself if you haven't worked on and understood all of the like shit yeah. that goes with it i think there's for a huge no for, for me there's a huge portion of my own self-worth that has come from just mm-hmm. understanding why i am the way i am and becoming yeah. kinder to myself like you know like i i've had quite a i've had some weight gain over the past couple of years because i found a healthier routine but i now mm-hmm. look in the mirror and i I choose to become acquainted with my new body rather than completely avoid it. And when I react to stuff now, I'll sit with myself and be like, hey, Hayley, babes, be all right. Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> and it's yeah. that self-understanding that has made the biggest difference on, on both sides. So yeah, I think it's just therapy is a privilege, but self-work is something everybody can do. And it's just trying to find mm-hmm. an avenue that works for you. And I, I would hope that we've talked on or touched on some things that are helpful outside of therapy. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Anyway. And I actually think, like we were saying, there's so many, like if you are someone who maybe can't justify the cost of therapy, because it is mm. a lot of money. It's expensive. Um, yeah, there is so many tools out there. And I mm. think even like podcast stuff, obviously I would say be mindful of who you are taking advice from. Yeah, that's Just a because whole I think thing there too. is a lot of advice. Yeah, there's a whole lot of oh advice out God. there. Yeah. But I think, um, I mean, obviously, you're listening to this podcast. We are completely untrained people here. Like, we have no idea what we're talking about. Apart but from my DMs are always but... open if anybody wants to come chat. <laughs> yeah, likewise. Um, but I do think there is a lot out there. But just be mindful of who yeah. and what you're taking in, because I think you could listen to ten podcasts on the same episode and you'll get completely different responses. So Absolutely. it's kind of what you take from it, um, and just knowing that everyone copes differently and everyone. Mm learns differently and try like everything's just different for every single person i feel like it's almost better to listen to people sharing their own experiences rather yeah. than listening to people trying to tell you why you feel the way you feel does that yeah. make sense so instead of listening to a podcast where somebody's like if you feel like this it has to be because of this and like doesn't give any other explanation mm-hmm. it's just very black and white i feel like 
I've found the most healing from having conversations with other people who understand the way I feel the way I feel and I would hope that sharing some of the things that we've shared even if it just resonates a little bit where you can be like huh interesting maybe that will apply Mm -hmm. to me in some way like we're not telling you how to go about anything it's just trying to be like it's the big sister vibe I just want us to feel like we're just kind of shying with 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 everybody with you guys you like all. hopefully you feel like you've just sat with us and had a little coffee yeah, date yeah. and we've just talked your ear off for and then, an hour and, 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 and then we're gonna go away <laughs> for lunch and come back for a little dinner chat <laughs> yeah and then next wednesday back for the same it's like thing a date. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i really hope we've helped in some way and i hope that anyone listening has took some nugget of advice yes in some way I was just going to say a couple of my friends actually have ended up having subsidized therapy through work, which I didn't realize was a thing. So a couple of my friends have gotten, yeah. So a lot of couple, a couple of my friends have got in touch with HR at the businesses they work for and they've either have connections where you can get discounted therapy or some of them, you can get a certain amount of free sessions completely. And I know universities do that as well. So just from like a foot in the door, just ask the question um, because I think it's not as advertised. I think you have to go searching for it, but I've had quite a few friends that have had some success from that which I never realized was a thing so if that's helpful for anybody as well then please come say hi to me because I'm always available but um alongside that I also think I mean I didn't even know that was a thing but alongside that if you want to maybe do it but you're not sure um better help I actually think is really good um I've done it before you basically just tell them everything about you and then they match you with people so I think one of the intimidating things I've found when looking for therapists is that like there's just so many out there and I mm-hmm. think sometimes people in your local area maybe aren't the best fit for you it's so it's just a good way of kind of doing it online yeah and it's an easier way to like get in touch with someone without having like 7,000 people on a database <laughs> to look through yeah because yeah. it's like we've matched you with 7,000 possible therapists go for yeah. <laughs> yeah you've got anxiety here's six million people in your area oh great <laughs> that's gonna do help. I want Susan do I want Bill do I want whoever <laughs> oh god yeah but that's it for today's episode guys um don't forget to go check out Haley on her socials oh, i'll leave them all in the show notes um i'm gonna round the episode off here because i really need a wee and we've got another one to do <laughs> <laughs> lots of love everyone <laughs> but i hope you enjoyed it if you've got any questions i'll leave a QA box on the if you're listening on spotify there'll be a QA box at the bottom and you can just ask anything you want to ask i love that um and then maybe we could come back and do another episode answering some questions i think yes <laughs> Is this going to become a co-hosting situation? Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, thank you so much for coming on for this episode. We're going to be chatting again in five minutes. I'll see you again in five. So I feel like I don't even need to say goodbye to you. (laughs) Well, we've got to say bye to everyone else though. (laughs) Yes, we will say goodbye to all of you. I really hope this was a good episode and I hope, I know it was a really long one, but I hope it was really helpful and I hope you enjoyed hearing some little bits of information from both of us. (laughs) (laughs) Love that for us. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 